0: This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.
1: Tom and Warren on Joy. Matt Wade's dropped in from Star Observer. Good, Good morning, Matt. Hey, how's it going? Did you bring your award in today? No, international, <laughs> recognised, yeah. star of the world. Everyone keeps mentioning
2: that as though I've just got it under my in my pocket and I just pull it <laughs> out whenever I want to. Like, no, it well, sits at home. Sweetie,
0: I carry my Logies on a chain. <laughs> I tell you, you don't wait in a queue at DJs when oh, you pull right. one of these out <laughs> and flack <laughs> it around. I mean, you'd get you'd get first queue at like. The letter. We're to Wellington, you know, you pull out your glow board. That's yeah.
1: true. I should be, be utilising it more, you're right. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, the November issue of Star Observer is out. Yes. You've spoken to Robin. Yeah, so
2: we, she's our cover star this month, um, obviously because she just released her new album, Honey, which I believe was her first new album in maybe four or five years or something like that. So, um, yeah, I, really, I got to speak with her over the phone. I mean, she was in her Stockholm house speaking to me
0: at like 7 a.m. in the morning. Stockholm? Is that a real... I thought that was the syndrome you got when people locked you in a cupboard. (laughs) No, no, it was (laughs) the real place. Stockholm syndrome. (laughs) Robin's got me locked in a cupboard and I've got Robin's Stockholm syndrome. (laughs) (laughs) That's right.
2: Um, But no, she's, um, yeah, she spoke to me and she's really, really lovely, actually. She was just talking about how, I guess, for a lot of this past decade, she hasn't been feeling amazingly well. So I think that was why there was quite a bit of a break between albums. And so when she was making this new album, she really wanted to make music that would make her feel happy and kind of pull her out of that, I guess, out of space so um, it was actually quite nice and inspiring to hear you know a lot of people stars always have to put on this kind of front and be like we're amazing and independent and powerful but she was quite um, vulnerable in the way and exposed and by saying that you know, I actually wasn't feeling that great and I didn't really want to tour that much I didn't want to be out in the public I wanted to
1: just Retreat. So yeah, it, was it makes her real. Tom did that exactly on, the, on the weekend at the races. He became quite <laughs> vulnerable. I did.
0: Okay. See, now I get it. Because when he's saying she's upset, I thought I'd be annoyed too. If Batman stole my mobile, but it's a different. Oh robin, yes, it? yes. <laughs> different,
2: different Robin. You yeah. know.
1: World AIDS Day is coming up.
2: Yeah. So um, it's on December first. So I guess because our December issue will come out too late, I thought it would be good to kind of highlight some World AIDS Day kind of things in the November one. Um, so we've covered a few different HIV and AIDS related things. Um, we've got a. Piece about serodiscordant couples which are increasingly common where I guess one half of the couple is HIV positive and one half is HIV negative and it kind of looks at how quite often people that are in those kind of relationships are often um, I guess more sexual health literate than people that aren't because I guess they they have to they have be to. across it. They have to know how to you know navigate sex and Ooh. sexuality safely so um, I think a lot of people maybe in the broader community who aren't maybe getting tested as regularly or not uh, taking care of their sexual health could take a
0: leaf out of people people that are in this kind of relationships. It's a good article and that's what it needs to be discussed because it's something different, isn't it? We,
2: Yeah, exactly. And it's also interesting because, you know, people that are in this kind of relationships, they say, you know, they still face stigma from people even in the community saying, oh, you know, how can you be, for example, someone that's HIV negative, mm. be in a relationship with someone that's HIV positive because they just don't understand that, you know, mm. these days, you know, if someone's HIV positive and they've got an undetectable viral load, they actually cannot physically transmit the
0: virus so it's um yeah it just it's just all no about risk. your heart isn't it it's about your love oh well, that's exactly love. right you, you, you have, you have. now we've got there's always going to be a story in there for andy about excess baggage Now I saw <laughs> I saw, i saw
1: this title and i thought oh my goodness they're talking about how to get on an airline yeah <laughs> oh, i was thought i was talking was talking back fat back fat we're <laughs> going <gonna be laughs> that lot of it's a
0: lot of to a lot of that you crocodile. you allowed up. to say nice things oh, remember? Bad. Well, it's a lovely alligator bag hanging off your back there, this week. No,
2: I need to learn about excess baggage in terms oh. of airline baggage oh, because so I, got duped, I got duped um, about a week ago when I accidentally had a bit too much in my luggage and I had to pay an extra $60 just to get on the flight. That was not good.
0: And that was just the Glow Award. That was yeah, yeah, it was, no, 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 yeah. It's so heavy. <laughs> the diamonds and gold <laughs> yeah. and it dribbles off
2: it. <laughs> no, this this piece specifically is actually more about um, international students who travel to Australia um, to study or to live um, and I guess some of the barriers they Face when it comes to navigating their own sexual health, when it comes to HIV, um, or even accessing sexual health resources. And I guess one of the interviewees Mm. mentioned that um, that that phrase about excess baggage, kind of saying, when I came from my home country to here, I came with all of this kind of baggage because Mm -hmm. in his home country, um, you know, it's quite stigmatized to be gay. So he he didn't learn about how to look after his sexual health, about HIV. So he came over, yeah. So came over and basically was completely unaware, and it just meant that. When he did start to encounter things like HIV, sexual health, STIs, he just didn't know what to do, and it really freaked him out. And so. then
0: English wouldn't be your first language, then you I think so then well, you're yeah. suffering things. again. You're language, right. language barrier, a yeah. Language. That's that's very important. You're right because mm. that's the only way we're going to stop the spread of any STI is we all know what's happening. And if some yeah. people travel here and they don't necessarily have a network or support
2: base, they might, you know, start to go to whether it's a gay club or a sex on premise venue. And mm. if, yeah, like you said, if there's a language barrier, that also means they might not be able to communicate effectively, you know about someone's HIV status or that kind of stuff so I, I guess the, yeah, the the premise of the article is just um, that mm. they're kind of like I guess an invisible minority in the sense that people don't recognise the extra kind of barriers they face when it comes to yeah, sexual health.
1: Well, that sounds
0: I, really good and I was thinking about it. it was all about how I could smuggle an extra litre of alcohol through
1: my <laughs> travel
0: case. I have to
1: say though you know, I've come across some pretty um, and I don't mean this in a bad way but some ignorant people here as well mm. that have grown up here. Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah. Don't look at me when you I'm say not, that, I'm not <laughs> at, I didn't look at anyone in this room but you know yeah. and, and probably mm. through no fault of their own but the, you know their experience their life experience but don't necessarily know a lot and have a lot of fear and prejudice
2: that's it I actually think I mean even though work by organisations like Thorn Harbour Health and ACON in New South Wales is invaluable in terms of uh, spreading important messages I think sex sexual health STIs HIV these kind of buzzwords people hear them and kind of think oh this is really scary I don't even want to really engage with it so they don't educate themselves um, and so I guess yeah with World AIDS Day more broadly and in the lead up to it hopefully um, it it provides the opportunity for people to kind of look a bit deeper and think a little bit more about how they look after their bodies and their um, sex lives, sexual health that kind of stuff and then we get, you get to talk to the director, Joel, of Boy Erased. Yeah, Joel Edgerton. So, um, have you guys seen the film yet? We are no. going this weekend. I, got and this I weekend. believe it's
0: fantastic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he plays the creepy conversion guy, doesn't <laughs> he? Does. he? Like, could, yes. I saw the no, yeah, picture yeah. and he, he looked typical in that brown suit and the glasses. and. Yeah, 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 he does. Um, it's, it's
2: obviously the, the movie's obviously based on a memoir, so it's a real story. Yeah. Um, and the cast, yeah, the, as you mentioned, the character that he plays is kind of the leader of this conversion camp. Um, Um, which fronts as, like, this medical professional thing, but it's not. Um, And so, yeah, we spoke to Joel about, I mean, making the movie and being a part of it. Um, And also, I guess, it's timeliness given, even in the last couple of months, you know, there's been so much talk by politicians in Australia about gay Mm -hmm. conversion therapy and the need to eradicate it. So, um, I guess the movie has added weight and significance now more than ever, particularly in Australia, given, um, yeah, what's going on in our political climate. And... If Joel Edgerton isn't enough to entri- entice people to go along and see it, Troy Sivan's in it as well. Which oh, people really? No. Yeah,
0: Troy Sivan he has he throw to... a little bit in... I didn't see that bit.
2: Yeah, it's a,
0: it's a minor character, but he is in it. He's one of the... I just saw Russell Crowe eating a bucket of chicken yeah. at the back. He <laughs> <laughs> had about six <laughs> buckets of chicken, didn't
1: he? Matt, I've got a plug here. We have a very exciting show coming up. Okay. But we can't say what it is for to celebrate the one-year anniversary. Yeah, we can say ah. what it is. We're just going to yes. keep our guests secret. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to keep our guests oh, secret. That's, that's really exciting. Actually, that's next week. Correct. Ah, oh, that's exciting. Yeah, yeah. very, okay. very exciting. Anyway, you cover
2: it in the <laughs> yeah. magazine. Oh, yeah, sorry. So <laughs> obviously, a lot of people, I think... Um, for that date So this is not the date Where the legislation passed It's the date When the postal survey result Came out came And everyone said That yes was, the, was triumphant um, I think that day For a lot of people I guess elicits mixed responses Because some people That was quite a hard time Like you know Going through all that crap mm-hmm. um, But I think that moment Specifically was really nice Because it was when Everyone was really together And celebrating the fact That the majority
0: of Australians Said that we were allowed to we, That we should be allowed To marry legally marry It was the first time I cried in 11 years Wow Really Isn't that strange And it was an Overwhelming of emotion because mm. we're standing down there at Town Hall, I at two minutes to two, I was convinced I was gonna come back no. I don't know why. Mm. It just I thought Get yourself ready to be upset, and when it came back, yes, it was
1: just this weight, and it was this yeah. Yeah. It was a, a mixed feeling, wasn't it? Because it was sort of like, yeah, I was excited. It was yeah. fantastic. Got through, but at the same time, I thought we're well, just being judged. Well, that's it. That's <laughs> Who why do these I... people think they are. They've just judged us, and it was a real mixed emotion.
2: I think you're right. It was like it was great in one sense, as you just mentioned, because it was nice that you know we made this happen. Like everyone really mm. campaigned really hard, and I, I don't even mean the hardcore advocates from you know say Australian Magic Quality. I mean everyday people campaign mm. in mm. their own little way, whether it was speaking to friends
0: or by family talking, or, to family, exactly. talking to family, talking Neighbors Mm. and actually getting out there, yeah. You know, for a long time, you know, as a gay person, we arrive at work. Do you walk through the front door and go, Hello, I'm gay? But finally, it was a time where actually I think people in a workplace discussed who we were and why it was important to us,
2: exactly. And that's why I think that moment, the 15th of November, it was just it was it felt like something that we had all achieved as a collective. You know, it was every part, everyone in the community really played a part. So, um, we really wanted to market with this issue by putting in a few different things, I guess, to help celebrate it. One was from Uh, is actually an excerpt from a new book called Yes, Yes, Yes from Alex Greenwich and Shirlene Robinson Um, and they've kind of written a piece which is in the magazine about kind of the behind the scenes stuff about the campaign which is quite interesting because I know a lot of people would have seen um, what was outside like in the advertisements and things like this and the media campaigning but it's kind of interesting to read, you know, how that all kind of came together and the behind the scenes stuff and we also had Christine Forster who many people would know as Tony Abbott's sister write a piece as well which was quite personal and heartfelt about how I I guess this one year anniversary o- over this past year I guess you know everything has changed but also nothing has changed in the sense that it's amazing that we can now have this legal right that we should have always had but for all those people the no voters I would say who thought oh if we have marriage equality everything's going to fall down well has anything fallen down has anything impacted their lives in any way
0: has anything bad happened from it no so well we all say no yeah but have you ever read any well, of their true, articles yeah. and <laughs> then all they've done is just thrown the hate now at that's you right. know, the, the trans community uh, you know
1: children who Yeah, We won't go there, but we are waiting. Um, Your monthly music page looks interesting.
2: Yeah, so each month Pop Chops, um, Andy and Dan, they put together a page basically highlighting cool music of the month, um, some pop culture moments, things like this. But for this month, I think because one of the members of Pop Chops had recently gone through a breakup, he thought he might put together a list of the top five kind of breakup anthems for queer people, but specifically relating to the the five stages you go through when you break up. So, for example, denial and anger and acceptance and things like this, so yeah, you, you live on that Egyptian River denial,
0: don't you? <laughs> <laughs> you're always in denial I'm about always something. in denial. Yeah. Tom. <laughs> I'm always scroping up that Egyptian River, yeah.
2: but it's fun. I think a lot of people. I mean, I, can, I mean, for myself as well. Like music really can get you through some of those hard times. So it's mm. kind of cool to you know think and talk with your friends. Like what what's your kind of go to song if you're feeling down or something like a breakup has happened? Like I guess yeah. Do you guys have one? What, what's yours, man? I don't know if I have a go-to one I'm just trying to think When I was when I looked at the list From Pop Chops I was thinking The first song that comes to mind Is do you remember um, Khalees Like the singer Who did that Milkshake song From My Milkshake what, like, Rings the Boys? Yeah, no, yeah. Not that song though yeah. <laughs> I was <just> gonna, um, <laughs> Is <not> it a <laughs> breakup song <laughs> No but she has another song Called Caught Out There Which was kind of ma- Minor Like kind of popular And um, it's where she's like Screaming like I hate you so much right now And that That's like a really empowering I love that song It's probably my breakup song
0: I see uh, uh, What's all, yours? all minor Kylie You know <laughs> <laughs> my, my life Is a Kylie song. That's just what it is. I wake up to it. I. Yeah. Uh, That's it. Have you listened to Golden? It's a whole bloody breakup song. Denial starts at one end (laughs) and she cries (laughs) to
1: despair to the end. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I thought of my ex, and I reckon you're so vain. Oh, that's a, a good one. Yep. Oh, that's really. Nice. Or Kygo remind me to forget. Mm-hmm.
2: One of those two. There's heaps. Wait, do you have, actually? I'm, I'm curious. I, okay, I know. I know Kylie's vague discography, but like, does she have like a definitive like breakup or sad kind of song like well, that? On the
0: new one we played it early this morning. Yeah. It's called A Lifetime to Repair. If you ah, break my right. heart again, if my heart gets broken, I'll never recover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's okay. Just oh, the music's too sad. There we go. Andy's going to start rattling it off. Yeah. <laughs>
1: So November issue is out now. Where can we get it, Matt?
2: So you can obviously pick it up at all our usual distribution points. Joy's, of course, one of the main ones, Heads and Hyenas and Fitzroy, and you can look on our website for the remaining distribution points, but you can also read it online as well.
1: Thanks, Matt. Correct. We'll see you next month. Thank you.
2: Wake up with Tom and Warren, Thursdays for breakfast on Joy. Tune in to 94.9 in Melbourne, stream live at joy.org.au or download the Joy app, available via podcast at joy.org.au on iTunes or your favourite podcasting platform. Joy Podcasts, where you want them, when you want them.